put me in the movies They're gonna make the big star out of me We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a uh, shining edition of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Uh, as always, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for, I don't know why I say fur. Thank everybody for, thank everybody for listening. Thank you for sharing and uh, for spreading the good word about Talk Hard. Uh, we do appreciate it. Guys, the reason... This is a shining edition. Is we are going to spend a lot of time on Mr. Jack Nicholson uh, this evening, who announced his retirement uh, early this week. A legend. Yeah. Have it? Can either of you remember an actor announcing their retirement before? Didn't Sean Connery? Announce You're right. That's the did. one I had. He did. Yep. And that pr- that probably f- factored into this too. Did you think he he's like I saw the way Sean did that, and I liked mm-hmm. that he got some instead of just disappearing. Like everybody made a big deal out of him, right? Out of yeah. Connery. I think maybe uh, Gene Hackman too. Did did Hackman I do? I had I mean, Hackman written down, but I I had a question mark because I didn't know if he announced it or if it was just over. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he writes books now. He like writes Tom Clancy's style novels. Yeah. Um, and I mean, his last, his his goodbye film was Welcome to Mooseport. Well, <laughs> that's the way to go out on top. Poor Gene. Just and just then like- Sean, Sean's Sean's swan song was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh my gosh! Yep. So they both followed the rules of Costanza. They went sure out on did. Top. Go out on top. That's right. <laughs> leave, <yep. laughs> Goodness sakes! Leave him wanting more. So we're gonna get into some uh, some Nicholson roles that we like. We'll do a little top three. Of our favorite uh, Jack Nicholson roles, see how many cross over, and then if we have any, we'll, we'll wrap it up with the Jack talk by seeing uh, if we have any good Jack Nicholson stories we can share that we've heard through the grapevine or other places. So, um, you want to go ahead and jump into these Nicholson roles? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's uh, let's go top three. Um, we starting with three start going with up. Number then? three. All right. I'll take off. Okay. All right. That. And number three for me uh, was R.P. McMurphy from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It was my first, the first time I'd ever seen Jack Nicholson in anything was watching that movie. And I was, um, I was very taken with him and his performance mm-hmm. in that movie. I loved, I loved everything about what he did with that role in that movie. Um, so, yeah. RP. Oh. Yeah, thanks for ruining everything cuz that's yeah. my number 1. Yeah. <laughs> number number 3. <laughs> it's it's oh, in wow. I'm looking it's I'm in interested too. to hear what the your 2 and 1 are cuz yeah. is it your number 1? Yeah, I I'm I'm going to say Wow, I ruined one, it man. for everybody. I went first and <laughs> took your all's number 1. See, Scott, I knew you should have gone first. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeez. Well, go ahead, yeah. let's talk about it in a minute. Well, there, I, don't, I don't know what I can say about it. It's just it's a really good film. It's not a feel good film by no, any not means. At all. Such a sad ending. Even man. though it does have fun parts and it has some parts that you can like cheer, kind of cheer about and 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 laugh at. But yeah, for the most part, and it's definitely the ending is uh, is not good times. But it's supposed to end on a kind of a happy note. They do the best they can to give you a, some type of positive there with the chief. With chief, yeah, yeah, baby Groot. 
Yeah, but that dude, end. like, I've I've not. There's not too many <clears throat> movies where one actor just commands the entire movie as much as he does in that movie. He just dominates it. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. My favorite scene is the scene uh, when he's incarcerated uh, by his own. I guess his own volition, right? I mean, he. I think he gets himself yeah. Yeah. Uh, committed. But the scene where he tries to rally the troops and move the the sink. Yes, yeah, that's probably my favorite scene. I yeah, mean, just good. to see him, because, I mean, yeah. Jack completely invests in, in the whole physical part of it. And to see him go over and grab yeah. the sink that can't possibly be moved by ten men, probably mm-hmm. let alone one. And just to see him grab it and say, "Okay, let's let's do this." Unless you're the blank and chief, right? If you're the chief, yeah, <laughs> that's then, right. And that's why you know, and that's why that's how they tie it all in and, and give it a you know, kind of like all right ending, like as yeah. as crappy as it is, like yeah, you feel kind of good about go chief, yeah. But to hear that gibberish coming out of him when he's just re- he's reached around, he's gotten down, you know, squatted uh-huh. down, put his arms around this the sink yeah and then it's just like <laughs> and then i think he passes gas and you hear that and it's just i mean it's just a it's a treasure <laughs> absolute truth all right well who, who else wants to give the number three maybe y'all can ruin my let, number let one. scott go next because i'm i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to be at fault either all right number three i'll go batman that's my number two well, good. Yep. Eat you it. didn't get my number one, right but you got my number you. two. So, yeah, the Joker. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. And uh, to you, is he the best Joker? Mm. They're very different Jokers. Yeah, they are there's there's different. only two that you can choose from. Yeah, unless, him and Heath, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't forget Much, Cesar. Uh, some people might say, yeah. you know, it's possible that, that they could go uh, with the 66 version. But yeah, gosh, I don't, man. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he. I like the the, yeah. the Dark Knight Joker better. Yeah. Um, but I love the way Jack did him. Yeah, for about about all the better part of a year, I've been telling myself I'm gonna watch Batman, the '89 Batman again. Like I'm in the mood to see it, and I think it's gonna hit me really well for Keaton and mm-hmm. and Jack. And uh, I love him in this, and and he was, you know, he won the Oscar, which is crazy. For, yeah, for especially role, at that yeah. time, you know, mm-hmm. a comic book movie like that's probably the biggest award, I, you know, any comic book movie will ever get. And you know, as of right now, you know, for me being able to imagine them, you know, any superhero movie winning an Oscar, but it's fantastic. And he's he's you know he's probably coked out, and but it's it's amazing. <laughs> he seems a little coked out. <laughs> But yeah, it's great. It's great. All that stuff that he does with Jack Palance is great. Yeah. Uh, in that. Yeah. What can you say? Jack's incredible. <laughs> my number one guy. All right, yeah. you are my number one. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, to even Wait riff on Palance. Wait till they get a load great. of me. And I mean, that's that's yep. a line that will never Iconic. go away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right, Todd, what's your number three? Uh, My two and three probably flip-flop back and forth. So, uh, But I will probably say... um, I'll say a few good men. Ah, you son of a gun. That's my number one. (laughs) Good job, Todd. Dag on it. (laughs) I knew I could do it. Colonel Nathan Jessup. (laughs) And you know what? He he had... What what did he do? He, He shot... I think he shot one... I don't know, maybe a week. 
Oh, if, it, if it took that long, I'd be surprised. Yeah. It's in like three scenes. It was all, yeah, it was just the courtroom scene. Yeah, and, and then the scene where yeah. Tom Cruise goes to the base. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he, he has the iconic speech. Right, right. Um, About his white uniform. Yeah. And I remember I remember uh, Rob Reiner, uh, somebody had interviewed Rob Reiner about when, when they were shooting his scenes and uh, how how Jack would just, he would come, he was in, you know, he was in costume. He came, sat down and go roll camera and he was on he he had it and he and and they he said you want to do it again and they would run through it mm-hmm. there, no flubs nothing like that mm-hmm. he just completely psh, went right through it yeah. he was prepared uh mine like a steel trap and just went right through it um but yeah i mean he you know the uh Obviously, the you know talking about you want me, you want me there, and right. all that. Yeah, and you can't handle the truth, and, right? Yeah. And 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 you know being very villainous, yet at the same time, you know not not a true villain, but but obviously, well, that, which it always makes the best villain. Yeah, when exactly. you think you're the hero, yeah. you know yeah. we've said it over and over again. And yeah. and one of my favorite lines, which I can't really speak on 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 the air or. Anywhere really, but uh, <laughs> but I think he he asks uh, he asks Tom Cruise because he or um, Tom Cruise's dad um, uh, was 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 military as well, um, and I think Jack says, "Well, how is your dad?" And uh, he's deceased, sir. And I think Jack says, "Well, well, aren't I the?" effing a-hole <laughs> and it's just the yep. way again a, again a jack you know a jack <laughs> uh thing and n- not to not to not to get crazy but and this and this is for another podcast but we do need to um honestly talk more about the tom cruise phantom dad in most every movie that he's ever been <laughs> yeah. in yeah uh, j- other than all the right it movies. really is a recurring theme it's yeah. so much is but uh but all the right yeah all, a few good men was just uh and all the right men that, that both both yeah. all the right men and a few good men both of those together make one big good huge movie a few good men is my favorite courtroom movie of all time and that's my favorite character in it uh, he completely, to me, he completely steals the movie in the two scenes he's in because he nails everything. Yeah. And that's that courtroom scene at the end where he gets him to, to admit to ordering the code red mm-hmm. is is powerful. Like those two guys doing that together, Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, is powerful. Um, and I could watch it a million times. So yeah. I always thought that it kind of made that scene to me. It always felt like it made Tom look lesser. You know, it just exactly. accentuated like these two guys are on a whole different playing field, like, right. you know, one over the other, that it, it didn't serve Tom very well at no. all, just because Jack's at the Jack top of his still, game. Mm-hmm. Jack still looks like he he comes out on top because he's got the guts to right. make that call, even though it wasn't the right call morally and all that. But, yeah, I agree with that point. Well, there we go. Todd's number three, my number one, Colonel Nathan Jessup. Well, since everybody's number one's been ruined, why don't we take a little break? Uh, we'll get back to see. <laughs> this is going swimmingly right. so far. All my, my list is revealed, so we'll come back and see what everybody else has for their number twos. When we return, you're listening to Talk Hard. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence.
There it is. Jack jokering it up in the art museum. Uh, welcome back to Talk Hard as we uh, talk about one of our favorites who's hanging up the... Uh, what, what would you hang up if you're an actor? Your like thespian up, robe. And your, <laughs> do they have robes? I, I'm thinking they should. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. I mean, you'd say you hang up the cleats if they're retiring from football. I don't know what you'd hang up. Thespian robe. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Um, we're revealing our top three list. Rumors out there that his, his, his memory is leaving him. I, I've, I've heard that, yeah, over the past few years. I think the last film he did was uh, a James L. Brooks movie, which he's done several with James, uh, which was called How Do You Know? I think Owen Wilson was in that. Uh, I caught the first 40 or so minutes of Of course, that. as you do. <laughs> and I must say that... Um, and it may, I don't know if it was the writing or his role or the direction or what, uh, but he did not seem like the Jack mm-hmm. that you would, you've been known. You yeah. Know. Well, who do you know in their seventies that seems like you know, like everybody, like the edge wears off, right? How my dad's it, still the same. <laughs> I mean, well, honestly, <laughs> not, not even not even close to not being. You know. Let's get back to the lists. So we're whipping it around. My number two's already been revealed. The Joker from Batman. So, uh, Scott, your number two uh, Jack Nicholson role of all time. Melvin Melvin Udall Udall from As Good As It Gets. So let's just say Melvin from As Good As It Gets. (sighs) Man, another, hey, another James L. Brooks film. And probably... As f- of of the comedic roles he did, mm-hmm. agree. Got to yeah. be right he up was there. Great in it. Uh, yeah. That that movie is just like a buffet for Nicholson. That script yeah. is. That script is just like you know. It just serves one up after the other. He you know that's a perfect marriage. They were you know. I'm sh- I would be shocked if it wasn't written with him in mind and like because he just he kills it and it's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, he's, you can feel it all the way through. Like that character is, is so like, you know, uh, the, the antithesis of politically correct. And he has no idea how to handle himself, uh, you know, in any social situation, he's got no couth at all. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and Jack is the perfect guy to, to, to bring it to life. Cause he, he uh, he has, he's team NFs. <laughs> he yeah. really is. And I mean, you think about it. I mean, if 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 you visualized a movie or a story uh, where Jack Nicholson plays a, a writer of romance novels, I mean, what would you? How would you? How would you think he really felt about what he was doing? <laughs> yeah, and I would. I mean, the first thing I would do is put Skeet Ulrich in it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> done. You know, if if you if you've got a role for a, a cafe worker, I think. Oh or no no he was uh, he was uh, was he a what was he a little his name was Vincent I can tell you that was much he a little yeah, I remember he steals from um, Greg Kinnear Greg Kinnear yeah yeah and beats him up even maybe that's right yeah they yeah, they take like Kinnear back behind the woodshed probably a drug head or something yeah and, I think and, that's what and, it was and Greg Kinnear trusts him and then he he gets paid back for that trust no good deed. Now, this movie's twenty years old. 
Yeah, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. That's incredible. I, I I saw it in the theater. I haven't seen it since, so I need to go back and watch it. Christmas ninety-seven, man. I'm telling you, that was the Christmas to end all Christmas movies. You had that Jackie Brown, The Postman with Kevin Costner, Leslie Nielsen as Mr. Magoo, oh. and American <laughs> Werewolf in Paris, the unequaled Mr. Magoo. Sequel. Goodness gracious! It's a good idea. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, Todd, you're number two. Jack my, Nicholson, my number all two. Wait I'm, a sec. Wait a sec. Eighty-six percent. Just so everybody knows. 86? On the tomatoes. Wow. Yeah, I need to watch it again. <clears throat> it's 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 highly worth it. Even if you skip through all the Helen Hunt junk and the rare, uh, completely equal audience score, uh, critics and audience are oh, both eighty-six wow. percent. Wow. You never see amazing. That, no. Brooks Brooks knows how to do that though. He knows how to he knows yeah. how to meld all that comedy and drama together and make mm-hmm. it work. He it's, has. it's rated PG-13 uh, for strong language, thematic elements, nudity, and a beating. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, or the as we call it, a beating. A skeeting. <laughs> um, my number two is going to be uh, Terms of Endearment. Hmm. Uh, another James L. Brooks film, by the way. Uh, now... He is not the... He's more of a supporting character in this. Uh, he plays a former astronaut that romances Shirley MacLaine's character. And again, just just some of the best dialogue. He just... When you see him come on screen, mm. you just feel like you want to go sit in that same mm. room with him and yeah. just listen to him. He's one of those guys. Yeah. He, he really is where... It doesn't like he's like Bill Murray, where where he, when he's in his element and he's just doing his thing. There are few people that the screen has ever liked more, that the camera's ever liked more. You know his his voice is he's just so comfortable mm-hmm. that like you want to know him, you want to hang out with him or or something. You know, and uh, everything just rolls off the lips. Yeah, it's it's just not. There's no, there's no work. It's like there's no work put into what he's doing. He's all. a giant. Like he was, he was born to do what he did. Yeah, and he, and he's the only one that can say lines like we talked about from Few Good Men, and that yeah. that works exactly. Yeah. The the line that you said for you know, in, put that in anybody else's hands about aren't I? Yeah, you know, an a old and. Uh, it, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna come off the same whatsoever. Right. Yeah. It's gonna I, be forgettable or over the top. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I mean, he there's there's a scene, uh, in terms where he, uh, uh, Shirley and he are are having dinner, and it's uh it's an early it's like their first date together. Uh, she's she's kind of um standoffish. Uh, and he's trying to he's trying to warm her up and everything, and she's just not having it, and it just keeps going on like this. And you know, finally, he's just he's just sitting there. He's like, "You need you need drinks," and she's like, "I don't need drinks." And she, you need drinks. You need lots of drinks. And she's like, "Why do I need drinks?" And he just very calmly. He's, so they will drown the bug that's up your ass. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, it's so, like I said, so calmly delivered until the 
Uh, and it's just, and it's one of those things. It it makes you laugh. You you, and then you when you think back on the movie, along with all the crying uh, that Terms of Endearment brings, you think of him bringing that much needed levity. I've never seen it. I haven't either. So I know the team worth with Danny watch. DeVito too. By the way, two of the three on your list have Danny DeVito in them. Yeah, I, uh, think, terms... I think we're seeing what the deal is now. Yeah. It really has nothing to do with yeah. Jack at all, right? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a pattern. <laughs> <clears throat> terms is a it's a weeper. It is a major weeper. But it's right. uh, but it's count worth, me it's worth out. Your time. <laughs> I think uh, it's like sitting it. at eighty eight on Rotten Tomatoes, and user scores close eighty four. So. That puts us at number ones, and Which have all been revealed. All thanks been thanks revealed. a lot. <laughs> we planned thanks this out really well, yeah, buddy. I went. Uh, we can just go down our list again, I guess, real quick, because it's been kind of confusing since we've all guessed <laughs> yeah. each other. Well, how about this? Since since we since we kind of got since we all got railroaded, why don't we throw in that extra movie? That uh, that may have came in for. Well, I think I think we can go there. Uh, I think we can get to that. So go th- tell us your three, two, one, Todd. My three, two, one is. Um, <laughs> he, he, sorry, if you, if you all can figure out, he made it up as he went. <laughs> sure did, like always. Uh, a few good men, uh, terms of endearment, and one flew over cuckoo's nest. Okay, Alan. Mine was three, two, one. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. The Joker. In Batman and a few good men, and mine was three Batman, two um, as good as it gets, and one uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I feel like as good as it gets suffers heavily from its absolutely awful poster and title. Yep, there's no doubt about that. It makes it extremely forgettable. It's a profile shot of him kissing the dog, holding the dog. <laughs> yeah, up there, right? and smiling at it, which yeah. is yeah. And and he's a big OCD guy, so at the very beginning of the movie, he would never touch a dog. Yeah, like if you went into a blockbuster and looked at the shelf, and, and you know you saw all these movies from the '90s, that one falls right in there. Like, like, yeah, right. it needs to be called something else. Yeah. I mean, because that movie does not get the justice that it deserves. I yeah. don't feel like I need to watch it again. It's been forever since I've seen it. So again, maybe uh, you know, I, I wonder how it would hit me now. But um, one. One uh, one of his movies, the the one you want to see the most that you haven't seen. Mm. Do you have one? Uh, Witches of Eastwick. I've mm. never seen. You haven't seen that. I haven't and either. it feels like one that he would knock out of the park. But you know, I I have no idea. And I, but I do have an understanding that it might be like too much. Do you have any idea who might have directed that? <sighs> no, uh, unless it was like somebody like. Not De Palma, but uh, I can't think of the name. I hope I'm not wrong on this. I'm pretty sure. Dante. Joe Dante was what I was going to say. but George Miller, Mad Max. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Hopefully I'm not wrong. Good podcast. I think I remember that. (laughs) That's our (laughs) research, everybody. Uh, Uh, I saw Witches of Eastwick, and it is a bizarre one. Um, it it's it goes a little. It goes I mean, a little Jack creepy. is Satan. Jack is like a modern Satan that you don't. You, is there? There's a question right. of who he is. Like that feels like a home run, at least concept wise. Right. Yeah. I've always thought in my head maybe they went too far with the script and would it would be, I'd be uncomfortable watching it, but I don't know. Uh, he's basically shacking up with three women uh, in a small town, although he has this huge mansion on the hill with yeah. a huge olympic sized swimming pool with uh 
Greek architecture and whatnot. Um, 73% on the tomatoes. Is it Miller? The director was George Miller. Hey, yep. I still got it. There it is. So what's your fourth? You, uh, If you had a fourth one, Todd feels like he has a, a fourth movie that could have made um, the list. You know, I, the, the Wait, thor- are we done in the late, naming the ones? Oh, no. Do you have one? Uh, I would like to see, although it might be a terrible movie, um, the movie he got his breakout in, Easy Rider. I've never seen it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've only seen bits and pieces. Also, it, it, I have a feeling I wouldn't like it. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a head trip, right? So... Uh, Hopper. Yeah, you know, Dennis Hopper, Hopper directed it, right? Yeah. 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 Um, probably. Okay. Are we doing our fourth one now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, uh, I mean, the, the three I've got up there are all comedy, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess I'll probably go with The Shining. Uh, I was going to say, it's interesting that that one didn't make it for any of us. Yeah. yeah. Especially and, Todd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll give it to him because it is something, it's a different role. And if you watch it, and I mean, I, I don't know, I, you watch certain. There's certain Kubrick movies you watch, and you're watching, and you you feel like is is he is that is he really acting? Is mm. that is that right? Acting? Right, yeah. Because he, yeah. you know, in that movie, he he. There's there's sections, there's scenes yeah. in that film where I feel like it's it's almost like it's a stage play yeah. uh, for me. But uh, but it, uh, you get into it. Maybe that's how it sucks you in for him being this normal everyday man that just goes completely berserk by the end yeah. of the movie. I don't I personally I didn't feel like that could be one of his best performances cuz it just doesn't feel like he's doing a lot. Right. You know, he's he's kind of slowly going crazy, but you know, there's not a, he didn't I don't feel like he had to work too hard in that one. I don't I if you watch there's a um uh on the DVD there's I think on all versions of it there's a, a short um it's like a making of that was shot by uh, Stanley Kubrick's daughter mm-hmm. on set. And you get this amazing kind of look at what was going on behind the scenes. And it looks like it doesn't, it's not a fluff piece like you mm-hmm. see on these electronic press kits that you can watch. Um, there's uh, some heavy stuff going on with between Kubrick and Shelley Duvall. Um, and, and you, you see Jack and he's like, you know, you see him getting ready for scenes, these scenes where he's got an ax and he's breaking the door down. He's doing these jumping jacks and he just, you know, he'll come up to the camera that's shooting and he's just kind of, yeah, he that, does all these footage, yeah. weird kind of, you know, faces and, uh, not, ex- not at all, not, you know, not over in a corner stuck in character, uh, not approaching anybody, um, but uh, I, I, I guess I'll give it the sh- to The Shining. I mean, because I, I didn't, you know, there's so many, there's so many comedic uh, roles that he's had that you know you could add another one to. What's your yeah? I'll, I'll, I'll probably say The Shining. What was your near miss, Alan? Uh, The Departed. Yeah, that was mine too. Yep. Um, I just don't remember it, honestly. Like I remember thinking it was good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's really the only recollection Scorsese, I have of it. Right? And I don't really remember mm-hmm. okay. Jack in it at all. Like I'm gonna have to watch it again to it. Just it's just lost to me. Yeah, I watched it about two years ago or so. I think because uh, my son had had it recommended to him and asked me if I'd seen it. And I said yeah, but I don't remember much about it. But I remember I liked it. Watched it again. It held up really well. So um, and and Jack is really good in it. He plays that part really well as the as the heavy. So, yeah, I would recommend The Departed. How about Wolf? I was going to say, that that's on my list of things not to <laughs> yeah. watch. 
I it watched always that. seemed like it to me, but I've never seen it. It's I garbage. watched that. It's it's bad. I've watched it too. It's yeah, awful. It's horrible. James Spader oh, played yeah. the James Spader role in that, and he was he wasn't very good either. He's also a wolf, isn't he? He is. Werewolf. And uh and I the the thing here's what I remember about Wolf. The weekend that came out, um, I believe was the weekend that OJ was driving the Bronco up and down the freeway. Uh, I think that's it was around the same time because that was the same year. That's 94 again, folks. That was the year I got married. It was in June, and I believe that's I believe that's the time frame. Uh, it was right around that whole OJ fiasco. I'm pretty sure I watched it just because I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was extremely hot in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Tequila Sunrise. So there we go. Too late. <coughs> Can um, I tell you my most regrettable uh, Jack Nicholson watch? Absolutely. The Pledge. Oh, Sean Penn, right? The worst ending of a movie I've ever seen, and I will stand <laughs> behind that. Uh, I'll put it up against anything for a worst ending. It's it's a pretty good movie, but the third act is just horrendous. I mean, it's painfully bad how they ended that movie. Is that the is that the one about the 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 couple that lost their kid to yes. a drunk driver? Yes, I think that was Sean Penn directed. Yeah. And he's a ex cop or whatever, and um, I can look up and see who directed. It. He's the ex cop or whatever that's going to solve the solve mm-hmm. the crime. Okay, and it's just a, it's just a terrible. Yeah, Sean Penn directed just terrible terrible mm-hmm. ending. Um, I could give it away, but I won't. I'm going to make you all suffer. Which is what that movie did to me. I don't mind an ambiguous ending, and I don't mind an ending that doesn't that like lets you decide how the movie ends. This one isn't either one of those. It's just bad. Like there's 15 ways you could end this movie, and they picked the worst one. Yeah, nobody picked anger management. No, nobody picked uh, Mars Attacks. No. See your favorite president. He is my favorite president. Actually, he's not uh, my president. He was, hashtag. You know, James. <laughs> hey, James L. Brooks. Again, you need to get in, off this James Brooks Danny DeVito trip. Uh, <laughs> hey, it is what Good it is. He was not. in. He was in broadcast news. He played a smaller role in broadcast news. He was the uh, network anchor of the major networks. He's trying to turn this into the James L. Brooks special. It is. What about Chinatown? Yeah, Anybody I was have... think I was thinking Chinatown, and I think it's a yeah. great movie. Yeah, but it's, it's just kind of a boring yeah. movie. It just it wasn't doesn't hold up. But he's good in it. Yeah, he's really good. It's it's in every single film class. It is. Yeah, ever. Yeah, uh, as required watching, and it it's good. But yeah, it. Uh, uh, you know, speaking of of uh, pedophilia that we've been hot on True. over the past few weeks, uh, Polanski. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Should you say pedophilia and hot on? <laughs> In regards I think to that us. was the, the perfect way to, to word that, yes. <laughs> Do we want to get in some stories? Anybody got any Jack yeah, let's, stories let's they take want to a, tell? Let's take a break take a and, quick break. and come back, and we'll just talk about Jack. All right, let's do it. You're listening to Talk Art. <laughs> you think that's true? Nothing, nothing changes if... Make love to your friend. <laughs> Nothing. One way to find out here, boys. <laughs> Is that a Peebo joint? Man, you will never get this. Hold on. 
It's a duet. Okay, just, all right, tell me the first, the initials to the male. Okay, C-A. All right, hang on. Yeah, you're not going to get it. Right, what, what about, all right, the females? G-L. Well, that's um, Gladys Light. <laughs> of course. Oh, Gladys Light. <laughs> Gladys Light and Gloria a- Loring. Oh, and uh, what was it? What was the initials? C A. Um, <coughs> Cornelius Albertson, right? Yep, that's it. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> they called him Corny Albertson. <laughs> nothing would nothing would change if Gloria we made Loring. Love. I remember the Gloria Loring, <laughs> and the C A belongs, of course, to. Oh, Carl Anderson. Oh, Carl Anderson. I thought of course. Yeah. Cedric Alvarez. No. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Cornelius Albertson there, buddy. It's not good advice, kids. Not good advice. No. I bet Jack used that line a time or two, though. I think so. And then yeah. that's why that's kind of why I brought us in, because well, I was tired of looking through music. But yeah. uh, <laughs> friends and lovers, he had quite a few. He sure oh, did. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and did blur those lines. Uh, so... Yep, those lines be blurred. Let's talk about Jack. Let's do it. Um, I think we've all got a, at least a story. Uh, I've got one I'll share first that I shared on an earlier podcast, but it bears repeating, and it's quick, which is the best kind. But um, shooting, the uh, postman always rings twice. And with, uh, was that with Jessica Lang? Yep. yep. Jessica Lang. I think Cornelia or Cornelius Albertson was in that. He was in the background. In a, in a right. smaller was, role. I think he was a key grip. In that um, pocket of time where she might have been the most attractive woman on, it wasn't on the too, planet. It wasn't too far past uh, I know, King Kong. I know in those months that she was shooting King Kong that uh, oh, she, she held the title. Oh, the, talk about the leading ladies of country. Mm. So they're getting ready to shoot a very intense love scene, if you've seen the movie. And Jack... Being Jack goes up to her before they start shooting, and he tells her, "I apologize if I get aroused, and I apologize if I do not." And you can all imagine that in Jack voice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was in my voice, <laughs> Jesse baby. But yeah, I mean, what a perfect lead-in to something like that. And yeah, it's so Jack, and take all the tension out of the moment, and uh... exactly. And one of y'all have any? He's, he's good like that. He's good like. I think my my tale. I think I may have even mentioned too, and it's just it was just a blurb that I saw in a. I think it was Premier Movie Magazine back in the eighties, and it was uh, it was called Tales of the Pizza Delivery Boys, and they talked about uh, <laughs> right. different houses that they had delivered pizzas to. Um, Denzel Washington, David Spade, among others, but um, one guy. Uh, had to, was delivering a pizza or a bunch several pizzas to a house and um uh, the door opens and there's like a bunch of little kids and they're all like running through the house and they've opened the door and um somebody comes up to the door uh to I guess to pay pay the pizza delivery boy and uh Jack uh, appears in the background behind all the kids and the and the other adult 
and he's just standing there going, pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's really all yeah, you got to I can know. imagine it perfectly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and why that stuck with the pizza guy. Yeah. And he, I guarantee you he had his sunglasses on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a bathroom. Yeah. And that's what makes him, you know, <laughs> translating that to the movies, that's what made him who he was like he could right. he could have said that on screen and it would have been magic like i can see it in my yeah. head yeah. and just just saying pizza pizza you yeah. know right um well for for anybody who wants good jack stories like there is a never ending supply so just get out there and look and yeah. they're all amazing and uh if you want to kind of get a look into his life and what it was like especially in the 70s and 80s uh, when he was at his most rambunctious, um, read Angelica Houston's uh, either autobiography or memoirs. Um, they were written really well. I like the way she writes. I wrote, I read some of it today in preparation for this, if you can believe it, because uh, I didn't want to just uh, rehash an old story that had already been on. A previous I've got podcast. another story. <laughs> uh, Somebody's still mad that they're. I know it didn't because he didn't get that story. But I, I saw a couple, and one of them was um, this was not from Angelica Houston, but uh, <laughs> apparently uh, David Spade was dating Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh crap! That's another story. <laughs> you can probably tell it better, actually. Uh, so jump in and cut me off at any time. Uh, and there he's standing right beside her, and, and Jack walks up and asks her out. With no care. Like, because they're dating, right? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pretty, yeah. Does not care in the least. Just walks up and asks her out right in front of him. And uh, she apparently, you know, after he leaves, you know, gets mad at David. And, uh, you know, he's like, what's the problem? And, you know, and she's like, you didn't, you know, you didn't stand up for me. Like, you just going to let him ask me out right in front of you and that sort of thing and flirt with me. He said, yeah, well, you know, I kind of know where I stand at on the Hollywood pecking order. And, you know, if you want to go out with him, you're going to go out with him. So, and she says, you know, no, that's gross. You know, he's worse than Trump. And, and of course, this is before Trump was Trump. Right. But But everybody knew who Trump was. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. He's he's worse than Trump. And so he doesn't think anything of it. And then a couple weeks later... He's he's at home watching the news, and Laura Flynn Boyle's been in a, a car accident, and like she's getting out, and and she's and she's saying on camera, like I can't be here, I've got a boyfriend, and she's in the car with with Jack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great move, Laura. Did I miss anything? No, yeah. no. I think <clears throat> yeah. The the way that I read it was that they they were reporting Jack Nicholson was in a car wreck. Yeah, you're and right. Witnesses at the scene said Laura Flynn Boyle was trying to. Climb out of the sunroof, <laughs> right. saying, yeah, "I can't that's right, be out here." Out of the sunroof, I can't, <laughs> I can't be, be here. here. I have a boyfriend. Yeah, and yeah, that was true. the end of Laura Flynn Boyle and David Spade. Yeah, and boy, Hollywood's <laughs> never been the same since. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's really sad. I mean, Jack is like Jack's life is. I mean, he lived as big as anybody else, and and nobody did as many drugs. It sounds like um, early on, and so it's kind of weird that he's been allowed to grow old because people Mm -hmm. don't normally, you know, when you live as hard as he did, they don't get that chance. And it's almost seems more fitting. So now you've got this guy who lived like he did 
you know, into his 70s. And, like, he stopped the drugs because he had some friends who died in the 80s. So he kind of started to curtail that, and now he's, you know, for the most part, he's probably off of it, except for, you know, anything really light. So, you know, he did survive, but he never really stopped his carousing. You know, he's always been, you know, the he's apparently legendary for, you know, being a ladies' man, second only to... To Beatty, Warren which Beatty. you know, all these stories, yeah. Beatty's name kept coming up that I was looking at, you know, and they were friends, and uh, apparently he and Jack had nicknames for everybody, and and oh <laughs> and his gosh. his nickname for Beatty was the Pro. Wow, <laughs> not the professional, just the Pro. Um, but yeah, they said it was unbelievable, like that, you know, and he said himself, like it, there was a point where I felt like I had like some type of magical sway over women where they just, it, they could not resist me. Like it was impossible for a woman to resist me. He's like, I don't feel like that now. He's like, I finally reached a point where I won't hit on a woman in, in public and I feel weird about it and I'm too old finally to, to do that. But I, I think that just very recently. Was this Jack or Ward? Jack. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, and he was saying, like, you know, that Angelica Houston is the love of his life. In in other circumstances, he has said that. But, you know, recently he's been talking about that he doesn't hit on, you know, that it, that he felt like, you know, he was irresistible to women. He doesn't feel like that now. And some other quotes about, you know, basically that he's a very lonely person. And, you know, he's he lived the way he did and is constantly shuffling one woman after another, and not only that, but even if he was with somebody that was supposedly he was in a relationship, he's constantly seeing other girls on the side at all times, like he did mm-hmm. with Angelica Houston, which is why they broke up. And now you you go into your seventies doing that, and you you know, and you aren't irresistible anymore. But even now, like I, you know, there was quotes about like he said very recently in the last year, I've probably been with everything between twenty one to sixty one, so he's still living that way, but. He's a very lonely man, and there's no yeah. now, now the chance probably to it. There's no way. There's no yeah. way that guy ends up with you know and has a romance. He he said, "I wish I had one good you know life like uh, you know romance in my life left," and and that's probably not going to happen at this point. And uh, and that's what you know. You live that lifestyle. That's what's going to happen. So it's pretty sad. Yeah. Um. But hey, hey, what's his age again? Seventy-seven. I think so. Okay. Aren't we? I, I don't want to speak for you all. I'm very surprised with all his womanizing and the, that lifestyle he led. I'm very surprised there aren't more like Bill Cosby esque accusations thrown at him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I think that was probably more commonplace than anybody wants to admit right. in the '80s of taking advantage of women the way. But that's yeah. But that's so weird <laughs> with Bill that it sounded like. Cosby would have never needed to do that, but for for some reason he did exactly. anyway. Yeah, it's kind of a fetish thing, maybe. Yeah. Whereas Jack also, like you know, just could have anyone he wanted at any time, and did, and uh, and yeah, lots and lots of drugs. But it was more like just let's you know here no here's roofies, some, just yeah here's some up. coke. Let's have yeah. fun. Which he apparently he he called the he had his what he called upstairs drugs. And downstairs drugs, <laughs> and the upstairs drugs were for possible lady companions and friends, and downstairs drugs were the cheap stuff that he, that his his guests could have in his his house. He's lived in the the same mansion, you know, his his whole when from when he hit it, you know, in the seventies to now. He's still there, and you know, just 
people like huge stars nonstop, like not today, but you know, in through the seventies, eighties, nineties, like just massive parties, especially in the drugs in the seventies and early eighties. So, um, quite, quite a life he's led. Yeah. Yeah. Did you all know that he was the, like, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was on all of our lists. Did you all know he was the fifth choice for that role? Hmm. I mean, can you imagine? Like, that was a top three for all of us who really liked Mm -hmm. Jack, and he was the fifth choice. Um, Brando was one. Gene Hackman was two. Burt Reynolds, three. No. (laughs) No. Yep. Not even in the same ballpark. James Caan, four. And then Jack Nicholson was the fifth. Choice. I can imagine all those except Bert. Bert. Except Bert. <laughs> it would have been third choice. It would have been interesting to see if he could have gone there. Yeah. I think well, that you was... know, but I, I don't know that I would ever imagine Bert in in uh, Deliverance either. Yeah. So. Yeah, more a more serious. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It would have been a it would have been a more serious probably portrayal. Yeah. Um, that was Milos, right? Milos Foreman directed uh, Cuckoo's yes. Nest. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not Milos. No, not it's Milos. Milos. Don't keep, get it straight. Keep so, it straight. We meant to mention that when we were doing our favorites and forgot. But yeah, that was interesting to me that that's such an iconic character that we all love. And they passed over him four times before they got to him. He, al- he also apparently spent three months of his life naked. <laughs> straight through. Three months every day. Without being clothed one time. Said his oldest daughter hated it. Can you I can imagine? imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. You think yeah. Havana might have problems with that? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think all three of our daughters might have a small problem with that. <laughs> hey, dear, would you bring me the honeycomb? Just swinging in the breeze. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, because he says because he had major self-image issues, so he wanted to get over it. And uh, I don't think that would do it. Do. <laughs> I don't think that would do it for me. Yeah. I think it might compound the problem. I think it might, yeah, only accentuate it. Yeah, there's only one way to find out. You know, this, I think this might be the great walks awfully experiment. Already done that. It'll take more than three months. I can tell you that much. <laughs> It'll be done just in time to make uh, River's Edge if you start now. We're going to document it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We could just call it Drag Softly. Um, <laughs> Pilgrim Dong. But yeah. And yeah, the the Angelica Houston stuff is, is, is pretty, is all very. Interesting, and and they still love each other. Like you know, she even. I thought you were going to say something about like that. There's not more juice and negative stories out there about him, but apparently treated everybody pretty well. Like you know, nobody can, despite what he did and how he treated people, and like, that he was constant philanderer. Still, everybody likes him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard not to like Jack. Apparently, no matter. Right. So. And he seems he seems that type. He seems yeah. like the kind that. Anybody and everybody, women, mm-hmm. women want to love him and men want to be him and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, and in the eighties, uh, he, you know, late eighties, got um, I forget what her name is, pregnant, um, and they had a child, and not Laura Flynn Boyle. I guess. No, but he <laughs> he told he he you know he got together with Angelica and told, and basically did tell her that and like well, I'm going to have a kid and he didn't he was not you know he was perfectly proud of it and and you know cuz they had a a very forward thinking relationship but she said you know I, I, I can't be a part of that equation like you know mm-hmm. cuz she asked him what are you going to do you know are you, and and he's like I'm going to stand by her and this is my daughter and we're going to you know she's going to have the and, and raise it and 
Um, and so that was the end of their relationship finally. And she was really mad at him, but you know, okay. And then another story came out later about him, something he had, you know, been behaving badly. Uh, a story went into playboy about something he had been doing. Um, that, you know, so it kind of compounded it and made her look foolish, I guess. And so she went to him and beat the holy heck out of him. Like, she said, where are you? And he's like, I'm going to Paramount. I'm at the house. I'm going to Paramount. She said, I'll be there and, you know, I'll, I'll meet you there. And so she just walked into his his dressing room or, his, you know, his trailer or whatever and just beat the crap out of him, you know, just <laughs> just wailed on his head and his shoulders and and they until she got too tired to do it anymore and they sat on the couch and then she got another wind and did it again and <laughs> and then he you know called her later and was like man you really beat the crap out of me there you really <laughs> you really put some bruises on me and you know and 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 later on like uh sent uh later like later that year you know even though they were completely done and everything sent her uh a a, a necklace uh, that um, Sinatra had given Ava, Ava Gardner and just wrote a sweet little note with it, you know. And so mm. he's, you know, he's he's got emotions, but he can't. He the couldn't. note said, "Here's an Alex is passed <laughs> to my upstairs drugs." <laughs> but you know, and as much as he loved her, he could he could never stop being <clears throat> Jack. Yeah. And so, and now, and now he's at seventy-seven and and losing his memory, and he's alone. Yeah, which is sad. I mean, although I mean, is his daughter still a part of his life? I think she is. I think yeah. she is. I think I saw a picture of her. And she's probably what in her thirties now, I guess. Something like or that. Yeah. Uh huh. So I think I saw a picture of them together at a Lakers game, uh, which he's quit going to. But so I'd say she's. Oh, he yeah. stopped going to games. Yeah, I believe oh, so. I Wouldn't you? They're terrible. <laughs> kind of been terrible for years. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, speaking of Chinatown, he did a, uh, he, he directed a sequel to Chinatown. He and somebody else, I, well, maybe it was just him. Maybe he solo directed. I think it was the only film he's directed, but he called The Two Jakes. Yeah, that's Came right. out early 90s. Um, and he and Harvey Keitel were these two Jakes that had gone into business together run a detective agency. Uh, and over the passage of time, I'm not sure, I think it might have been, uh, Chinatown was what 1930s LA said um, 40s yeah it might have been 30s yeah um, and I think you know basically the same passage of time 20 maybe 20 years later um, and I mean his 90s output I mean you know 70s 80s 90s 2000s I mean slowed down a little bit but i mean that's you know a good you can count the 60s i mean you know 50 years of of work i think the first film he ever did was a roger corman mm -hmm. uh cheapy horror movie called the terror yeah and by the way uh he's been <clears throat> born in 1937 started working in 1957 so at 20 years old and retiring in 2017 so mm. a very uh, he did his numbers well like there and uh, seventy five roles in that time TV and film, I think forty four movie roles, but I could mm. be wrong. Uh, so worked you know worked a lot obviously, and the Chinatown was set in nineteen thirty seven. Thirty seven, okay. He cameoed in the greatest TV show of all time, The Andrew Griffith Show. 
Who and so do you remember him from that? I do. It was the episode where uh, Opie and Arnold found a baby on the courthouse steps, <laughs> uh-huh. didn't know what to do with it, and they would go around town asking all the women if they wanted to have a baby, which freaked all the women out, made Andy really upset with Opie. And then, so come to find out, Jack Nicholson played the guy who him and his wife had the baby and didn't know what to do with it and panicked and left it on the courthouse steps and they came back to get it and Andy gave him a good scolding and mm. they lived happily ever after. So, there you go. Jack. Yeah, look at you. Well... So, are we done with Jack? I think, I think, I feel like we are. We're all jacked out. That's how we are here. Yeah. Talk hard. Yeah. Something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's really late when we start making jokes like that. So, uh, and Todd and I still have an hour drive ahead of us. So, we're going to get out of here. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. We like talking about our favorites, and Jack is a Jack is a good one. So. Yeah, and if we missed anything, and if you got some other favorites of Nicholson's, tell us about it. Uh, anything you want to re- regale us with, we will share, pass it on here on uh, on the pod. Yeah, and in, any topics you want us to hit? Uh, last episode, we um, Brandon Long suggested one, and we we uh, we got to that, and that was fun. So let us know what you want us to talk about. We'll do it. We talk hard here. So like to also say, uh, send out a big rest in peace to Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, absolutely. Big, huge, uh, um, difference maker in the way, uh, women's roles were written and performed. Um, I mean, anybody that's seen either, you know, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show or, uh, Mary Tyler Moore back in the day, uh, knows that, she was as important to those shows and the progression of uh, of, of that material, uh, you know, as anybody. I mean, I think you could, you know, you can put her, you know, maybe not to the extent, but you could you could put her in the same in a similar sentence to like Lucille Ball as far as the type, you know, the type of comedy that she brought uh, to her individual shows, and she was, you know, she was. Wonderful, and will be sorely missed. Known for that amazing smile. Way to bring the show down, guys. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's all, Todd. <laughs> hey, can we um, can we go back and watch uh, what was that movie? Uh, brought up a while back, Silent Deadly. Night, Deadly Night. Well, that one's. I think that one's actually got an uplifting ending. Okay, um, if I'm good. thinking right. Good. That's what was good the other one that I talked about that had such a downer ending? Uh, Gosh, just seems like yesterday we were talking. About it. So, it, or it earlier sure this evening. Does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's go. Let's go home. If y'all are done, I'm done. So, for Scott Stafford, for Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie, and I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally